0: Welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and today we are starting part two of the Moon Magic Series and I am so happy to say that Annika is back for this one to help me walk through all of the amazing magic we can do in connection to our beautiful moon. And uh, spoiler, we get a little silly in parts, really giggly at others, but have lots of witchy fun with all of it. Now first, I usually do like to pull you know things I did over the weekend to help with my own personal craft, but since our taping went long, no shock, right? Usually when we get together on a topic, it's hard to cut it down and squeeze it into an hour, um, if not 30 minutes. So I did find the best place to split it and we'll have, you know, the longer part here and then the other part next week where I can add my own stuff, you know, the new poem I wrote and more of my normal type topic layout. So I do have a quick add and then I'm going to bring Annika in to Witchy Work Wishes. Moon magic. I am super excited to welcome Annika back to Witchy Work Wishes. Hello, thank you for having me hey. again. And just so everybody knows, like, we're already done. We're already over it. Yeah. We've been, we're exhausted. <laughs> we've been trying to set up this. We're, I'm not techie. I'm, I'm just, yeah. not. And this is this dual mic thing. And um, literally, it's been like an hour of us trying to set up equipment, and we feel like we're already done. Like, we've already recorded a whole podcast. Yeah, we're already <laughs> yawning.
1: We're already yawning. <laughs> That <laughs> is
0: it's okay. Um, all right, well, Annika, I ventured out on my own for part one of Moon Magic last week. Yes. But I am so happy and thankful that you are helping me with part two today. Now, I always like to start my podcast off with, Some things I did over the weekend to help with my own personal practice. And it's been a while since we touched base with you. Uh, What about you? Did you have a a witchy weekend or? Um, I did a little bit. I
1: did some work in my personal book of shadows and worked on a couple pages and just um, listing out some more correspondences Mm -hmm. and worked on some spellcrafting too. Mm, Um, I like it. So yeah, nothing too intense, but. How often do you,
0: are you in your shadow? shadow book
1: um it kind of depends I mean it's really just a place for all my correspondences so if I need help with I like crafting my own spells I like using I mean it's great to have spell books and stuff but Mm -hmm. um I just think it's like so personal and my success rate is like way better when I make my own spells that's so true um yeah and when you physically write it down like I know I'm so into. yeah exactly not
0: being techie, but I like getting on the computer. I like typing things up, but I just don't retain it and remember it like I do when I handwrite. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's so different. pretty often, almost every time I do a spell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to read, I, I was going to reach out to you. Um, I think I sent you a message about when my older son was just home. Oh yeah. And he was helping me with some yard work stuff and he knows how important feathers are to me, right? Mm-hmm. Of course I have everything, not just crows in my backyard, but th- a little bit of everybody. Yeah. So as he was doing it, he was so obsessed with-,
1: <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> with bringing feathers into me. And so,
0: like, he he had his head, you know, his headset on. He was listening to music and doing things. And the back door just kept opening and opening. He's like, Mom, Mom, I've got another one. And it was this beautiful collection of crow feathers, baby crow feathers. Um, uh, certainly little, uh, like, morning doves. Yeah. Um, Jays. We've got Jays. He, so I've got this whole bag of feathers. And he's like, this, these are for you. I'm like, no, no, those are you. This is, yeah. you found that." So I kept thinking about yeah. our crow and crow yeah. and raven magic. Exactly. And I'm have like, got to reach out to Annika before oh. I do something for Taylor. But I want to do something real special for him for all the feathers that he found. Oh, that would be awesome. And then send it back to him uh, <gasps> back in college. That is so cool. <laughs> I thought about you a couple times. <laughs> he
1: hit the jackpot then. You should see how many
0: feathers <laughs> there are. Like, it's, uh, I'll send you a picture. Yeah. Um, he did, he did amazing work, but he was so happy, like every feather he found. Yeah. I'm like, okay. this. The light in his
1: eyes. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Um, okay, let's, before we get into the magical side of moon workings, which is what today's podcast is all about, I'm going to go ahead and recap some points from last week's episode just to get everybody mm-hmm. up to speed. So first I mentioned scientists believe the moon was created over four and a half billion years ago by some type of collision with Earth and either another planet or something about the size of Mars. And the Moon, they believe, is a piece of Earth that broke off from that impact and then, you know, the pieces were pulled together with gravity forming our Moon. Uh, Second, the Moon is a little under 240,000 miles away from us and it circles or orbits the Earth completing a full cycle every 29 and a half days. Now as the Moon is circling around the Earth, it's actually doing its own rotation as it rolls around and I think I mentioned, you know, uh, trying to imagine like a marble, yeah. how it's fluid in it and it's rolling around too. Uh, the moon does not have its own light. Rather, it is reflecting the sun's light back to us. In 1609, I think we've got the oldest drawing on record of the moon, and it is from a mathematician named Thomas Harriet. Uh, but also in 1609, a more famous person in our history, Galileo, an Italian physicist, did a drawing recreating the moon as well. Oh, he is well, uh, more well-known uh, because he was put under house arrest by the Roman Catholic Church because his moon drawing went against what the church's teachings hmm. were.
1: What's new?
0: He actually died in the house. They put him <gasps> under house arrest. Like, that was it. He was under house arrest, and he died in that very house. Wow. All because it didn't conform to what they were
1: teaching people.
0: That's, that's crazy. crazy. I know. Um, okay, so for our moon our full moon, um, calendar months, we've got the wolf moon, also called the old moon, and the moon after Yule. Those our January one. February is all about the ice moon and hunger moon. Storm moon and worm moon comes in March. April has our growing moon and our pink moon. The hair moon and milk moon pops up in May. June is the mead moon and the dyad moon. Um, hay moon and warp moon is July. And then August brings the corn moon and dispute moon. Harvest moon, our beautiful harvest moon and vine moon, shine in September. October is the blood moon, also known as the shedding moon. The snow moon and tree moon, also called trading moon, come in November. And then December wraps it up with the cold moon and the oak moon. Um, Let's see, I also mentioned that the moon not only works with the changing seasons, excuse me, It actually affects what is going on here with us. Um, Back to the rotation of the moon and the earth, without our beautiful moon, we would be spinning much, much faster, and we would be way off tilt. So that gravitational pull, you know, dance that we do together allows us to spin just right and tilt just perfectly so our planet survives.
1: Thank you, Moon. Thank you, Moon. <laughs> Yay, Moon! <laughs> <Come on. laughs> that's right. Um,
0: did you know, each year the Moon moves a little farther away from Earth? Yep, it does. Only like it's something under two inches, but it Aww, actually that's does. sad. I <laughs> it's going farther away, uh, but it's affecting us for sure. Yeah. Um, we talked about the Moon cycles in each month and how we can work with it during you know the calendar year and the four quarters, as well as possibly within you know our seven day uh, week, starting with Monday Um, in the new moon, and then ending on Sunday with the dark moon. We also talked about energies with each of the moon's cycles. I know it's a quick (laughs) recap, but that does kind of bring us up to speed of everything that I covered last week. Now today as we are getting into the witchy side of moon magic, it happens to be perfectly in harmony with the moon's current cycle. Because as this airs today, it is a full moon which I was nervous about before because I wanted it to be the new moon, but it's not, (laughs) it's a full moon. It works out. It it works out. And you know what? There's two new moon, or two full moons this month, so. Amazing, isn't it? Even better. (laughs) So it's meant to be. This is our second powerful full moon, so this is is a good one. So, moon magic. This really can be practiced, I think, um, and worked on by any type of witch, right? Yeah. You don't have to be a lunar witch or define yourself as one. I think for most of us, we don't. I don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) fit into
1: a specific box or description, which I love. I love that about our practice. Yeah, same. I think a lot of different witches identify with going by the lunar cycle. And, you know, everyone kind of has that pull. Most everyone. Absolutely. At least part of it
0: doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you have to be a full lunar witch to to use it in your practice. And it
1: can definitely add some... Serious potency to your spellcraft and I, your rituals and stuff, too. So believe it's in that. a really, really powerful correspondence.
0: Isn't it amazing? Like, every time I do one more podcast and add one more layer onto, mm-hmm. like, more knowledge about it, and <clears throat> I just it's like, you know, it all circles back.
1: Yeah, it does. It all
0: matters. It all matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love that we can pull and use what works for us when we need it, and we can pull other things and use other stuff when they are needed. So I'm sure we uh, lean more heavily towards a type of witchcraft and have our own little, you know, niche in our practices, but how fun to evolve and grow our craft as we ourselves grow and evolve. So in general, a lunar witch um, and moon magic practices will have some common correspondences. Uh, So certainly animals, we're going to have the cat, right, highly tied to the moon. Wolves and dogs, we like that howling wolf Mm -hmm. (laughs) howling to the moon. Owls, of course, bats, spiders. Um, we got raccoons, possums, frogs, deer, rabbits, and moths. I love moths
1: personally. I love them way better than butterflies.
0: So guess what I saw for the first time the other day? I didn't even know it existed. What? It's like a hummingbird moth. Have you oh yeah. You, yeah, you already knew about that? Yeah. Do no, I did not? They look so trippy, huh? It is in my friend's yeah. yard. She's like, surely what? This is like a hummingbird." I'm like, "I don't, I don't think it is." Like yeah. that it. Flies like a hummingbird, so you already knew about it. Mm -hmm.
1: Hummingbird moth. They're gorgeous. mm -hmm. But I just love them. I think they're so much cuter than butterflies, personally. Really? Yeah. And they have, I don't know, like, if you have seen all the different moths out there, like, they're just as beautiful. And they're huge. There's some really, really big ones. And they're fluffy. They're (laughs) fluffy. They're fluffy and they have thick legs and they have like thick antennas (laughs) and they're just so, they're like little sky puppies. Whereas, like, the butterflies are like, yes, they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. But when you say their bodies, kind (laughs) of (laughs) scary. A lot more insect like.
0: (laughs) Gee, your, your, your pull is definitely to the fluffy ones Yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> The fluff, <laughs> the give the fluff.
0: me the fluff <laughs> Well, I was impressed um, I'm going to look up more about the hummingbird moths Because I That's actually,
1: I feel like, kind of rare to see Because I, I, I w- you won't notice it I had no idea,
0: and at my age, I'm surprised like Nobody's ever said, oh, there's a hummingbird moth Like, what? That's awesome Yeah, I, I was super excited um, Okay, so moths
1: yeah.
0: right, What about crystals and stones? We've got, duh Midstone <laughs> Moonstone. Moonstone, all about
1: the moonstone.
0: Selenite, pearls, of course, clear quartz, always. Obsidian, silver, emeralds, aquamarine, and topaz. I don't think that's a complete list, but yeah, it's a good one for for the moon. Um, For herbs, our beautiful moonflower, jasmine, one of my favorites, uh, moonwort, gardenia, and lemon balm. So I was going to do a quick side note here. We've got a couple, (laughs) but, so I have the strongest memories of the gardenia flower. So my aunt would actually put a gardenia petal, like a single petal Mm -hmm. in her bra and (gasps) use the aroma from the petal instead of putting perfume on.
1: No, that's awesome. That was like her signature. It was very natural, but that was her signature smell. And it like went to her skin, like the warmth the oils from her natural skin. So she put, Ooh. I know, it actually, it's pretty cool. Talk but about a witch. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. So true.
0: Okay, let's see. Um, and then also my grandmother's yard was full of gardenia plants, mm-hmm. but um, strong memories with that with That scent. Um, okay, so what are some other correspondences? Oh, deities, right? For sure. Yes. Moon deities. All right, Annika, how about that's we jump good. into deity work first before we start talking about some specific spells and workings with moon magic?
1: Yeah, definitely sounds good. All right, right on. Well, I pulled like five pretty commonly
0: known ones um and look right let's be honest there's a bunch of gods and goddesses associated with the moon Mm -hmm. go from african cultures american cultures asian cultures european and oceanic cultures but the ones we're probably i think most familiar with are going to be the greek uh, roman norse and wicca cultures right we've got artemis which is greek diana roman selene greek Hecate, greek triple goddess wiccan I pulled one, one male, mm. um, Manny, which is Norse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never heard of Manny.
0: So he is from the poetic Edda or poetic prose. Mm-hmm. He, he's talked about in there. Um, well, I, okay, going backwards, like I loved our podcasts uh, together about Hikate and I know I know you've done some more workings with her since then. But can you get us started? On get us started, excuse me, on who she is and what phase of the moon she represents? Yeah, definitely. At least a general um, one about who she is. Yeah,
1: so she's definitely mainly associated with the dark moon phase Mm -hmm. um however if you are more into working with um hecate you you know with her many epithets she can be associated with uh, lots of different phases Mm -hmm. nearly all of them Um, but she is from the greek pantheon and she is best known as the goddess of witchcraft Mm -hmm. and necromancy magic spells um, liminal spaces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So usually she's, um, depicted holding a key, torch, and a dagger. This usually goes with her triple goddess aspect. So one will be holding each, Mm -hmm. um, usually depicted with dogs too. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like her. That's her thing. That's her thing. For sure. Um, she is mostly associated with crossroads and entryways. That's kind of like, that's, a that's her jam. Yeah, that's where she sits. That's where, that's her yeah, power. That and is her power. power yeah. Um, so when you're doing a lot of spell crafting and rituals and stuff mm-hmm. with Hecate, it is usually at a crossroads, or you implement that some way into your craft. Okay, so I have to ask. Yeah. Am I saying it wrong? Let's
0: um, just go there. Can okay. What's the question? Can, <laughs> can we go? Th- so is it Hecate or
1: Hecate? Okay, so I. <laughs> Did Did I say no? That? I said Hecate. Yeah. And honestly, truly, I think in the previous episode I mentioned it doesn't really matter because yeah, you it's know it's your personal relationship with the, that deity. That's what matters. Um, but as a newer Hecatean practitioner, yeah, <laughs> I definitely said Hecate because yeah. there's no one else to like say, oh, it doesn't really matter or don't say it that way. Yeah. Every source out there kind of says no. You have to say it this way. So I think it's really easy for people to get trapped with everything, too. For sure. Especially in the witchcraft community. So, no, I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> Hecate rolls off the tongue more easily. It um, does in Hecate. Sometimes you say Hecate. I still say Hecate sometimes. Something so literally, matters.
0: I think so. I've been doing the podcast for almost a year, and I think on some of my earlier episodes, yeah. I was saying Hecate. Yeah,
1: which and is then like I how like, most people, right? Think, or you should be saying it. Okay, but then I felt like I got scolded, and like, no, Charlene, it is Hecate. No, I felt like I got scolded. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but you know, so do you do, figure it out? Like what? Hecate, I'm gonna Hecate? I'm gonna move forward saying Hecate. Okay, okay, yeah, because. I just feel like, <laughs> I don't know, I should. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I mean, she hasn't come to me saying, you're saying my well, name you got wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I think she's more pleased with the fact that I'm trying to make a connection. That's what it's
0: about. So No, for sure that's what it's about. Okay. Yeah, and
1: I, I do know that she's the type of deity. If if she didn't like the way I was saying her name, she would definitely would let know. me know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, that's uh, fair, right? You would know. Yeah. So her main number is gonna be three, thirteen. She's no, she sure. is a triple goddess, but she's not the triple goddess. I know a lot of people associate with her as the crone, but I mean a lot of depictions and mm-hmm. you know, if you go back into um history and old writings and stuff it's not necessarily the crone aspect but she is a triple goddess
0: yeah i know i I did mention 13 a lot last week um you know our moon has 13 natural cycles yeah very feminine power so Mm -hmm. do we in our fertile years and that's uh it's 13 it's a that's a divine goddess like yeah. number like that's it is that is the girl power
1: and I can tell you I used to not really like the number 13 because
0: we've been told yeah because you've been told scary or it's bad scary. yeah
1: um, but what started to change my mind as a kid is my grandpa I loved my grandpa growing up yeah. like that was my guy we would always go and do stuff yeah. Um, but his favorite number was 13 and my mom always said, that's a bad luck number. That's why everything happens to you. He's like, no, it's not. not. That's, that's my number. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. So I was like, hmm, okay, maybe 13's not that bad. (laughs) Because you're not bad. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, okay.
0: So that was, um, Hecate. Let's see. Um, Artemis is one. Um, her father is, uh, Zeus, certainly well-known Greek God. Mm -hmm. Um, her mother's Leo, Leto, excuse me. Um, did you know that Artemis has a twin brother named Apollo? So quick info on Artemis. Her crystals are, of course, the beautiful moonstone, but also clear quartz. Um, is that Amazonite? Is that how you say that one? Amazonite? I, I uh, don't think so.
1: Amazonite? I have runes that are made out of Amazonite. Oh, really? And I think that's how you say Amazonite, it. Amazonite, okay. But if not, I'm, I am well, somebody will call I'm it, it. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: uh, Green adventuring and uh, fluorite. Now, she is known for a connection with the crescent moon. So the new moon stage and Mondays are perfect for working with her. Artemis is all about um, animals and the moon. She is the Greek goddess of the hunt. So she's highly tied to the wilderness and the protection of animals. She is the wild woman. She is the wild woman, <laughs> <laughs> Artemis. I've seen a lot of um, vet practices have Artemis in the name. Have you oh. ever seen that, like, or something with pets? Yeah, I yeah. never
1: thought of that, but that can definitely tie in. Like, we do it. What about Diana? Okay, so Diana is um, just like Artemis. Diana is a goddess of the hunt, mm-hmm. but uh, with the Romans. Yeah. So she's all about the wildlife and the moon. Her mm-hmm. powers are with strength and independence and mm-hmm. is known for energy with fertility and childbirth and protecting women. Pagan history associates Diana with witchcraft. You know, that really reminds me a lot of Hecate. It does, See? right? See? I said Hecate. H- See? <laughs> But her epithet enodia is really connected to um, protecting women in childbirth and helping the mother through the pregnancy and protecting kids in witchcraft. I mean, you've got to think about it. Any of
0: the moon goddesses, Mm -hmm. it's all going to be about feminine power. Yeah. It just is. All right. Well, Selene's another one. She happens to be a Greek goddess as well. Um, Selene is actually called the goddess of the moon, like the goddess of the moon. Her energy is all about the moon, intuition, dreams, uh, that feminine cycle of 13 we were just talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you're looking to, lo- to work with the divine, you know, feminine energy, she really is your deity. Uh, with her, it's all about dream work, about, um, psychism, about the moon's power. And she is often considered the moon herself. So her strongest power is gonna be with the full moon.
1: So if you want her help, during your spells do it on the full moon that's right if you're working with her (laughs) um what's another one um the lunar triple goddess so we kind of touched on that but this is Mm -hmm. mainly recognized in uh wicca practices Mm -hmm. and it is going to represent the maiden the mother and the crone the triple goddess is a wiccan deity Mm -hmm. who represents the maiden which is the waxing moon the mother represents the full moon and your crone is going to be the waning moon so the triple goddess is a powerful feminine deity since she embodies the three stages women go through with their physical self. So true. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, This is going to happen. So there is
0: one male god that is associated with the moon. It's the only male um, male one that I pulled for today. and His name is Manny, and he is the Norse god of the moon. So he actually pulls the moon across the sky each night. And Manny has a horse-driven chariot to guide the moon, and draw it across the stars, and is said to control the moon's phases of, you know, waxing and waning. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I did read about Manny in the poetic prose, so that's where that's where I pulled his name from. Yeah. All right. Well, each of those goddesses will have days of the week that are certainly more powerful to their energies, and maybe not each of them to a specific day, but in general, the new moon is pretty much all about Monday, right? That's the Monday is moon day. Artemis is going to be great with that one. This is her day because she pretty much represents a crescent moon. Full moon, we said Celine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do that for Wednesdays and Thursdays, maybe. This is going to be our, t- I mean, it doesn't tie, let's see, I'm inputting this myself. This is not, I'm mm-hmm. not driving this for anywhere else. If you wanted to do that seven days in the week mm-hmm. with the moon, Monday is definitely moon day. That's going to be your new moon. And then how you work the other ones into it, ending with the dark moon on Sunday find your way but so I was thinking Celine would be good for Wednesdays and Thursdays you know working on our intuition working with our dreams yeah um, psychic energy um, dark moon Hecate, hecate <laughs> um, I think that would be good for Saturday and Sunday right yeah this is this these are her days now her day is actually Saturday yeah right there's no doubt but if you wanted to trip use the dark moon on Sunday I think you could too
1: yeah which will tie into you know tying
0: up the rest of the week mm-hmm. wrapping it up before you start all over again. So waxing and waning moons, you know, the triple goddess for sure, I think you could do since she represents all three stages, right? Full moon, you could pull in here with her too. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday work. Um, Diana is a good moon goddess for the waxing phase though. All right, spell work. Can we get into it? Yes. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, spell work. Before doing some of the more specific spells and practices for each of the stages, how about we talk about some general ones, right? Like, if you are just starting off and all of this seems way too much, Mm -hmm. there is an easy way, I think, to ease into moon magic and being a lunar witch. One, if you're drawn to the moon, that's your first step. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, trust it. Even if you don't know why, I would follow the urge. It's leading you towards the moon for some reason. Trust your instincts. Um, The moon represents our emotions, our subconscious. It's about working with the cycles of the moon to enhance our spells and craft. This is a deep magic. I think it's deep magic. Yeah, it definitely can be. <laughs> right? It's powerful and it's directly tied to the water element. So if you were just starting off, I think I would just start with water and the moon. And the two best easiest things to do for this are taking moon baths mm-hmm. and making moon water. All right, moon bath, have you done it before? I <gasps> You don't have
1: a bath, have. bath So I don't have a bath tub anymore. Right now? Anymore. That's right. You told me that. I'm sorry. No. Um, But when I did, I absolutely loved baths. And ne- not necessarily full moon baths or um, I did a lot of spell crafting and ritual baths, mm-hmm. um, which I did correspond with the moon phases, but I haven't done anything specifically right. for the moon. With the bath. Uh, with the bath. Yeah. But I have utilized it before, and yeah.
0: I love it. I do, too. I, I do love th- it. I, for the longest time, was not into baths. I was like, who has time for a bath? Yeah. Uh, you know, you get in that mom mm-hmm. mode, You're and I just was not good about taking time for you myself. You have time. It's That's your right. time. <laughs> <laughs> you make the time. <laughs> um, all right, so moon bath. A cleansing moon bath, I think can be very powerful. Even if you are not yet, you know, working with the different phases, a moon bath is a great way to start. You can add specific, you know, moon herbs to the water. Be sure to make, you know, to clarify that there are ones that can touch your
1: body. You can always put them in a sachet too. So they don't go down the drain. I was really bad about that. I just, I love just like (laughs) dumping (laughs) crap in there. Like, yes, I want you to sit in there like a little stew. (laughs) <laughs> and then I realized, and then it was a pain in the butt one that was draining it and I had to get the strainer and then I had to pick it all out with my hands. And I was like, "There has to be an easier <laughs> way to do this. <laughs> Sashay it up, girl. I like it. Um, of
0: course, you can add essential oils. We can add salts, but add intentions. So if you're just starting off, a moon bath is going to be perfect. Add your intentions and it will be specialized and unique just for you. Now, I love the element of fire, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I yep. add it to just about everything I do. So cleansing the bathtub with sage or palo santo before you um, draw your bath is really good. Remove that negative energy. Just be sure to give the energy a place to exit um, when you do this. Yeah. But light your candles. You know, Say something about relieving stress and gaining the moon's energy, and you've got a moon bath. All right, moon water. What about that one? super easy yes please. <laughs> it's like so easy. it is so only of the two things to start with moon bath and moon water. yeah now I do with this one as well and it, it is super easy. So just be sure to bring your moon water back inside before the sun shines on it mm-hmm. that's the big the big takeaway there. If you don't have a backyard or somewhere safe to put your jar of water out all night to absorb the moon's energy I don't know, I've used my kitchen window before yeah uh, any window right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it, as long as it can uh, even on a cloudy night a lot of people think that they can't true. make moon water if it's cloudy or if it's not a clear night but i mean it's all about the energy right the energy is yeah. there it is the energy yeah whether you see it or not physically yeah mm-hmm. you're right now if you want to get
0: more specific with your moon magic working with the stages of the moon cycle is going to be necessary <laughs> yes so stage one the first one
1: The The new moon. moon.
0: (laughs) The new moon, yay. I love this. I'm a Monday girl. I'm sure because I'm so tied to the moon, but I love the fresh beginning feeling. I love the beginning of a new year. I like Mm -hmm. making my to-do lists and getting organized. That's true. It talks to me on a very, very deep level, but this stage is all about the beginning of something. Yes. The fresh start. This is a time to set intentions, to define your manifestations. It's a great time to cleanse. Not clean, I mean also clean, but
1: cleanse. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a serious, like magical manifestation time. Yeah, New beginnings, new starts, bringing plans to fruition. Yep. And it's time to take your first course of action on those it. plans that you've been wanting to do. I love it, that's yeah. it.
0: Step one, right? Spells and rituals. What are some good things to do with the new moon? Hmm. I've got vision boards. You know, if you are, if that is something that, that talks to you, Kind of collecting and organizing all your thoughts on a vision board and putting them physically out there in front of you. Um, I think that's a good thing. Of course, a new moon bath—we just talked about baths. Uh, Journaling is really good during the new moon. I think
1: the the vision board though also really ties into the work
0: Mm -hmm. thing. So if you
1: are a corporate worker, like that is something that you can utilize on the new moon uh, within your job. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. What about tidying up and organizing? Just cleansing and
0: clearing our spaces, right? That's all Mm -hmm. good new moon stuff. So let's see, other stuff for new moon, um, shadow work, even though I think we might associate that more with the stage that just happened um, before new moon, which is the dark moon. Mm -hmm. You can do some shadow work on a new moon and, you know, it's a, it's a good time to journal and work on areas of self-improvement. Tidy up, organize, clean, cleanse, you know, clear out your space. All that is good new moon stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I also really recommend divination work for mm-hmm, guidance. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the new beginnings and the new starts and stuff like that, divination is going to be a really powerful tool mm-hmm. um, to kind of seek more guidance on those things. Grounding. Grounding is definitely a an essential practice and I think can be most utilized during the new moon phase Mm -hmm. um, because you know if you're sitting there and you have this new plan and you want to get it started it's very important to sit and center and ground and you know focus your energy on that and decide you know if this is really the best thing to do could not agree more yeah Um, I also have some herbs, so bay laurel, which I know can be used for a load of different things, Mm -hmm. and most of these other herbs can, but when it comes to the new moon, um, this plant is definitely bold and expansive and daring, so it's going to give you that momentum. yeah, which is what this is all about. You're gaining, yeah, I like it. Exactly. The allspice berries, I really like using them um, for attraction, luck, intention, and Mm. to bring some sort of potency Mm -hmm. to any spell work. It's just going to, like, amplify... Um, also alfalfa is another really good one for attraction, prosperity, abundance, manifestation. That one's going to be a huge one because when we're looking at new moon stuff, I know we're, we're planning ahead, right? That's right. Yeah. And most of these things we want to be abundant. You want to be prosperous in the next lunar month. Yeah. I like it. That's perfect. Um, I also have seats. So absolutely new moon stuff. Yeah. So I think a good spell tip would be utilizing seeds because not only physically, but metaphysically, they represent the beginning of the growth of your journey. And mm-hmm. there's that like dormant energy that you have that, you know, you're just like ready to unleash. Can um, you feel it? Yeah. Like, can't you feel it? I know. Like I actually, I physically feel
0: and emotionally feel these different stages. Yeah. I, it's just whether you're in tune to it or not, but it's. We haven't flowed. I do too. And I
1: have to say, so I've always been really attuned to the moon as well. I'm, I'm a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Sure. laughs> of course. Sure. So it's definitely something that I've been tied to for a long time. Mm. Um, but Even if like you don't know why, like yeah. you just, you're just tied. You don't, yeah. you don't know. But recently, kind of personal, but I got off of hormonal birth control. And I oh, think that actually helped me feel the phases more intensely and I'm definitely like my body feels just as cyclical as like the actual moon and yeah. I can like really really feel it nothing's masking or hiding in mm-hmm. it anymore nothing's forcing it yeah. it's different. like awesome but it's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <that> it <laughs> definitely slapped me in the face I love that you chose that though yeah how empowering that must feel yeah no I love it it was definitely the right choice Okay. So when it comes to tarot, mm-hmm. I know that is a very common divination practice and it's pretty easy to get started with it. But when it comes to the new moon, the fool is kind of, that's going to be your guy when it comes really? to Yeah. So the fool is about, um, you know, the naivety, the light heartedness. It's really a tarot card about beginning a new journey. Uh-huh. And I love it when I pull the fool. Um, because I never have. Between the earth and the sun, the moon shines, no light. So we have only a slight reflection from the earth. Using this time to start new career moves, relationships, and freeing yourself from old routines. So that fool's just kind of like, be go and I do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be a fool about it, but it, it leads to good things. It's a positive card.
0: But don't you think I knew that New Moon is such a youthful, yes. like just, oh my gosh, you know, rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. view of everything's going to be okay type Metality. yeah definitely and if
1: you have the rider weight like for tr- the traditional deck mm-hmm. uh you probably most recognize like he's like almost like jumping off of a cliff under the sunlight with like a rose in his hand and he has his bags packed it's like a little sack thing <laughs> and he has his little dog with him and it's just like just yeah, a happy starting the new starting beginning. new yeah, yeah. So oh
0: my gosh that's amazing um okay what about waxing moon that really comes next if you are new on your moon cycle or the moon cycle journeys, it all you remember is waxing, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Now, if you want to dive a little deeper um, in this stage between the new moon and a full moon, there are going to be three parts to it. So first one is waxing crescent. And I think I mentioned this last week, but think of things growing, sprouting up. It's our time to get a little pep in our step again, get that momentum. As the moon is gaining energy... It's time to take what your dreams were and start putting them into action. Right? You define them in the new moon, saying, "This is what I want to do," and now let's go. Like, let's yeah. start getting that energy. And to definitely starting
1: a, a steady pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because mm-hmm. you're you're growing you're growing right now, but you don't want to burn out too quick. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh,
0: okay, after waxing crescent comes first quarter, and here you've got even more power, even more strength coming to you, and the goals that you set with a new moon are going to be coming clearer and clearer and closer to completion. Still, you're going to work on your challenges, but take that out of momentum and use it to fuel you. Um, then a uh, last stage in a waxing moon phase is the waxing gibbous. And these are the days really right before when the moon is its fullest. Mm-hmm. That energy is almost at its peak. You're in full force and the moon is almost full. Wells and rituals. What can we do here? You know, Again, this is all things that are growing, gaining, um, things that you want to get bigger. So money spells are perfect mm-hmm. during a waxing moon. Uh, career spells, rituals.
1: Any sort of activating in anything mm-hmm. that's goal-driven um, and nourishing your intentions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Definitely. like that. Yeah. Nourishing, I like that. That yeah. sounds good. Um, this is a good time to work with keys.
0: That's big for Hecate. Mm-hmm. The, oh, you know, the keys are big with her, but opening and allowing waxing moon you want hair growth spells intention spells this is a perfect time actually the only time to charge your moonstone jewelry and stones Mm -hmm. so moonstones will lose power if you try to charge them in in any other phase of the moon uh it's all about the waxing moon for them
1: i did not know that so i'm not a big crystal person i do love them yeah um and i want to utilize them more I think just, that's just, like, a huge book to open, um, but I, I, I definitely love them. Right? I know. But I don't practice M- with them, M- I don't <laughs> but M- I would M- like to. I do own some crystals that I do utilize, but right. not not anything, like, too specific, you know? Right not like the rare stuff that people really know yeah that I have no um, I have like, like amethyst and <laughs> yeah, exactly. jasper and I have you know your typical I think go I've got a tiger's eye for yeah. traveling around yeah as well. <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> um all right what do you have for a uh, waxing moon on
1: your end um practicing gratitude and recognition I mm-hmm. think is also important in the waxing moon phase um because sometimes I think we get too ahead of ourselves and we get really excited with the new moon phase which is really great and it's a lot that, of energy. Yeah, it is, and yeah. It's going to charge um, our intentions for the rest, you know, the rest of the way. Um, but also it's really important to recognize what we already have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which can almost, you know, bring another sort of powerfulness to what you're doing. For sure. And grounding and aligning. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> And I have some herbs too. I really like working with nettles, which again, when we um, think back to nourishing your intentions, nettles in general are super, super nourishing Mm -hmm. and have a lot of vitamins. You can eat them and, you know, cook with them. Um, They're rejuvenating and they're really good when it comes to boundaries like holding your position and your ground um especially stinging nettle because you know they have the little barbs and they'll hurt you right. <laughs> they will hurt you they're protective they are protected <laughs> but there's a sweet prize you know it's, yeah it's true. i like that um lemon balm i have for emotional balance for and sure. relaxation sometimes you really bring in that balance especially when it comes to growing because again we get too excited you do overzealous um, a little bit maybe and, and rosemary which is going to enhance your mental clarity focus and memory Love
0: it. Um, now do you have a card for that
1: one? I do. Okay. So I really like the high priestess with the tarot um, card when it oh. comes to waxing moon. So she kind of like holds your secret in life, right? And these will be re- revealed as the moon grows in strength. The moon is slowly becoming mm-hmm. more illuminated now. So growing your inner wisdom by connecting um, this phase with self-reflection and feeding your appetite for really what you desire. I like that. Yeah. High priestess. Okay. Well,
0: it is never easy to cut a recording right in the middle of a great topic, but this is the easiest place I found to put a break in. We've got about 45 minutes today, and I've got about 45 minutes next week too. So it's the perfect um, spot to put a quick hold on the topic. Um, I promise next week we are going to start right where we are leaving off today and jump into the full moon the waning moon, and the dark moon. Next week, I also have that new poem that I mentioned. Um, I'll be adding that at the end. Till then, I hope you have an amazing full moon tonight. This is our second full moon of August, so enjoy. I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes.